Vicar and Linda from their brand new album, The Wait. And it has been a wait for the album. And hopefully, we'll, we'll talk about that song in a minute, Teeth by, uh, written by Eva Seymour. But Vicar and Linda are going to join us, hopefully. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. It's we a can hear you. You can, <laughs> you can hear us. Congratulations on the album. It has been a long wait, hasn't it? It certainly has, Brian. And we're very, very happy that it's finally out. How many years is it since your last studio album of original songs? We last made a record in 2002. Wow. Well, it has taken you a while then. (laughs) You could say that. (laughs) But you have been busy, haven't you, as we mentioned last time we spoke? Yeah, we've been doing a few things. We had a couple of records out last year and, you know, and then we've been sort of 
trying we had to because we kept getting locked down it was like oh when are we going to get to record this our new record and finally we opened up and we had um eight days so we all charged into the studio and and recorded 12 songs and we're really happy with the end result it re- reminds me um the sort of the gap in the the albums released in the, the albums although you did have a number one album last year we should mention with that uh, anthology and also the gospel album uh, rode high in the charts as well but it reminds me of the documentary 20 steps from stardom i'm sure you've both seen it <laughs> which you yeah uh, w- w- in which the backing singers sort of took to the you know it was um highlighting the contribution that backing singers make and uh, I was trying to work out when when did you first get to sing together with a band was it back in the mid 80s has it been it's been a while hasn't it it, it was it was around then Brian we had a little band in Melbourne called the Honeymooners mm-hmm. and you know I used to play at the Royal Derby we had a residence uh, residency there and we also had a residency at the ESPY and uh, we did kind of soul music and gospel music and because uh, that was the stuff we loved you know singing in harmony and so that was that the first time. I mean, I imagine that you would have sung together when you were younger in various maybe church or something like that, or with your family and everything before that. Oh yeah, we grew up singing together. Like we started when we were five, Brian, around mm. you know the, in our bedrooms, um, singing songs off the TV ads that we loved. You know all the theme songs. We kind of that's how we learned and. And that kind of got us sort of in a rhythm of learning lyrics and just trying to get our hands around arrangements from a really young age. Mm-hmm. And we just kept it going. Yeah. There's something about sisters and brothers and siblings singing together, isn't there, in harmony? If you look at some of the great duos, there's something special about it, isn't there? Yeah, and they've just got a different sound. It's it's uh, it's just because, you know, I, th- I think it's just being related and just, you know, we've got similar kind of bone structure, I guess. So maybe that's why the the sound is unique. But you've got different qualities to your voices, haven't you? You've both got quite different voices. Yeah, Vicar has a high belter kind of belt, real powerful, <laughs> yeah. very big range. And mine's probably um, softer, kind of um, more tonally, a little bit fatter. But, yeah, those two, when they're together, complement each other. They, they are very, very different. The album has just been released it was released yesterday uh, called the weight as we mentioned and it's an interesting song choice we just heard a song written by eva seymour one of the i guess lesser known younger songwriters on the album so how t- tell us about that song and how did you choose the songs because there's an interesting array of writers some of whom we could have predicted but there are a few others we might not have i start with teeth because eva sent in teeth to Bill Page and I listened to it on my walk around Fitzroy and I thought this immediately got me in. I just could understand the sentiment of the song because I think that you can kind of be, just because you're older, she wrote it when she was 19, it doesn't mean you can't sort of fall in and out of love. So she sent it to Vicar and I and I think that with a bit of collaboration with Vicar and I, she changed the lyrics to suit us. But when we went in the studio, it just, we went for it. It was the last song to come in and we just, we sang it on the spot, really. And we sort of threw everything we had at that song as far as unison, multi-layers of harmony. You know, um, as backing singers, we learn a lot of tricks and we kind of chucked it all in in that song. And I really love it. Hey, Vickers, Sharon Jones once said in an interview that she couldn't sing a song she didn't identify with. Is that, is that the same for both of you? Do you have to really feel something about the song before you can really sing it? 
Yeah, most definitely, Brian, because you can't tell the story properly. So the first thing we look at, first of all, it's it's the melody. It's the the you know, is it catchy? Do we like do we like how that how it sounds? And then we look at the lyrics and we go, okay, can we sing that? Oh, yes, we can. You know, so it's it's true. We're storytellers, you know, interpreters. So we have to be able to. I think people can tell when you when you don't mean it or you, you're not really being yeah. honest. Mm. Um, you've been lucky to be able to draw on some pretty good songwriters, starting with Paul Kelly, uh, who you've worked with for for many years. But you know, one of the things that I don't think I could ever do is write a song. I mean, it, people think it's easy, but if you actually, I don't know how you you found it because you had had have had a dabble at it. But I ju- I just think it's um, an incredible skill. What yeah, do you I think? think some people are born to do it. I, mm. I really do. They don't seem to find it. I mean, Paul always says to us, it's hard. It's hard work. But he just has a knack, like all songwriters mm. who are great, of twisting those lyrics, making really simple things beautiful, sound beautiful. I mean, Vic and I tend to be very direct people and quite blunt and he can just make something like going to the shop sound great, you know? Mm. <laughs> Although having said yeah. that, I do think listening to some rap songs, they might have, might have found my grade five exercise book in which I wrote poetry, but apart from that... <laughs> <laughs> when, when when you listen to really great songwriters like Paul Kelly uh, and uh, and others, Casey Chambers is there, etc. It's um, it, it is poetry, isn't it? I mean, and there is a yeah. definite uh, yeah. art to it, which you know, as singers, you might not have the time, you know, because many of the great singers in the past never wrote their own songs anyway, did they? No, that's right. Yeah, they're interpreters. We we have sat down with Paul a lot and and um written songs with him and i found it to be like i just thought he'd come over for a couple of hours we'd bang out a song and that'd be it but it was an all-day process he came and he stayed all day we had lunch then we had dinner and you know a couple of beers to loosen up and it was it was like oh my god you know and he 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 just sat there he wouldn't really talk much but then he just an idea would come and he'd just write it down and be like well where did that come from you know Mm. just so beautiful and so patient that that's what I found writing mm. with him. Let's talk about some of those songwriters. Um, apart from Eva, you've got some really interesting choices, and I assume that the the, the writers did they wrote specifically for this album. They weren't just songs they had lying around. I guess Linda, is that right? Yeah, it's the the, the majority of them wrote songs, especially for us, um, which was you know kind of daunting when we had to play them play it to them, uh, but. Ben Salter, yeah, he came around. I met him for the first time in in the lounge room at my place and he, I just told him what I wanted and he went away and wrote the song six months later he delivered it. Casey too, especially wrote the songs for Vicar and I, Raise Your Hand, was especially written for us. And um, Glenn Richards too, he, he he sent in like Pig Face and Calendula, that's about two little flowers in the garden, you know, that kind of are always in the background and then they step forward and survive. I just think that's a beautiful sentiment. So, yeah, we, we're very, very tough. Bernard Fanning, he he... Did the whole demo on his own, played every instrument, wrote the songs, told us it was for us. So, yeah, it, we're taking it back. We're well, very we're, happy. We're going to finish off the interview in a, in a little while with that uh, Glenn Richards song, a highly underrated songwriter, although Augie March have obviously enjoyed yeah. a, a lot of success. And um, did you have any songs, have you got any songs that you weren't able to include on the album that you might sort of use later on, or is this it? Oh, we got <laughs> how many songs, Lulu? About 70? Yep, we've got a stack. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there are songs that we that miss the cut, but they're definitely we're going to revisit them, aren't we, Vic? Yes. 
And maybe write our own songs as well. We're going to lock ourselves in a room and not come out until we write a song either. Uh, so oh, there's, no. There, there's no excuse for a, a long gap for the next album, is there really, then? Not really, no. There's no excuse. <laughs> I think we, we've, got, we've, we've uh, caught the recording bug. We really enjoyed making this one. Um, it was a really fun experience, most fun I've ever had in a studio. And so I'm sort of busting to get back in there with Lulu and the band and make the next one. So I suppose, Vicky, you had to sort of also, when you were choosing the songs, choose a balance. We're going to play the, that song I mentioned, which is quite up-tempo, but a balance between the ballads and the slower songs and the more up-tempo ones. I guess that would come into it as well. Oh, there was a lot of discussion, Brian. It was, yeah, who's going to sing what? <laughs> it was a couple of, like, little, you know, heads butting. I want to sing it. No, no, it's my song. You know, that happened a little bit. Um, you know, I tend to sing the more rockier numbers and Linda tends to sing the ballads, but this time, like Linda, Lin, Linda is supposed to sing landslide, like a landslide. And, and then she said, no, no, I think because this is better for you. And I, I can't, I never really considered myself a, a balladeer, but I'm glad that Linda made me do that because, you know, it sort of shows another side to my voice. I'm not always sort of screaming and shouting. We've heard a few of the songs uh, pre-release and last week I played Hand Grenade by Mick Thomas and Gemma Rollins and it sounds like an instant classic, you know, as do some of the yeah. other songs on the album. Yeah, I love that song so much. It's just always, I could always hear it as an orchestral arrangement and I just love it. It's sweeping and broad and, and lush and beautiful and we just love him so much. <laughs> we harass him at the pool. It's like, yeah, we harass him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a ripper. Um, look, it, it must be very satisfying for you to have the album out after this gap. I mean, as I said, you've been busy doing other things, but it must be satisfying, particularly after the success last year. I guess, I, I suppose that might have come as a bit of a surprise, wouldn't it, with those albums? And they did they did incredibly well. I mean, we knew that they would yeah. do well, but they were you're sort of uh, something that you couldn't have predicted, I suppose, really. <laughs> no way. I was shocked. We well, number one, you know, we're like, what? Pardon? Sorry. Uh, did did we hear right? It was, you know, it was a yeah. shock. Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. number two with the gospel. I mean, it's a gospel record. We were, <laughs> you know, I just sort of thought that was a genre that it was like a, a niche, but it, it was really overwhelming, Brian. We're still kind of in a dreamland about that, but very, very, very happy that people got on board and support us, you know, because it's Quite moving. Is it the highest selling gospel album ever in Australia? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It would have to be, wouldn't it? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now, there is a tour taking place, isn't there? There's possibly a tour taking place depending on what happens. We can't predict anything these days, but we maybe it'll be a picnic the way things are going. But anyway. <laughs> what, a picnic. <laughs> You so got, take yes. our band to the Edinburgh Gardens and do a gig there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, November we're touring, Brian. We're looking forward to it. And you're going to be at the Palais, aren't you? Yeah, that's, a big, that's the first time we've ever played that room on our own. We've done it with other people, but never on our own. So, uh, you know, that's great. Looking forward to that. And tickets are on sale. They are on yeah. sale. Yes, yes. At, so all fingers crossed. The frontier. And the band that played on the album, will that be the band that you will be um, using for the live show? Tell us about the band because it's a fantastic band. Wow. Brilliant musicians. Uh, the musicianship on, on this record is just like, it just blows me away. You know, Ash Naylor on guitar, Cameron Bruce on piano. He produced it as well with Stephen Schramm. 
Um, Richard Bradbeer on the bass, Lachlan O'Kane on the drums, and Davy Lane came in and played a couple of tracks. So, you know, all guns. Do you, do you have favourite tracks to sing on the album or do you, I suppose you've got to say you love them all, but are there any particular ones <laughs> that you in, enjoy singing the most, Linda? I guess it's hard, it would be hard to choose, I imagine. Oh, yeah, because we haven't had a chance to play them in live yet. Mm. It's going to be interesting. Uh, but so far, I would love to try Teeth. I would, I'm, I'm interested to see what we're going to do with Teeth, mm. you know, because it's, it's quite a, it's kind of like quite layered. Um and not the same girl, which is a Glenn Richards song. I'd like to do that. We had a bit of a preview at Wome Adelaide, didn't we? You did a couple of the songs, including "My Heart Is in the Wrong Place" when you played at the yeah. Wome Adelaide this year, which was just a knockout. And and we've had to wait like six months for the album to come out, but that was a a taste. And uh, boy, um, the standard of songwriting, as as we talked about, the, some of the writers there, and Paul Kelly and Ben Sultan, Glenn, Matt Walker, and Neil Murray, and uh, Don Walker one of the greatest songwriters yeah. of all time, and even Chris Cheney yeah. is, is there. So uh, we're delighted to get the album out and uh, we wish you all the best for it and uh, look forward to another one, oh. number one album, I hope. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Not that getting to number one that's... is the uh, you know, aim of it all. That must be just satisfying having the album out. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, we never used to pay attention to the charts. I mean, we'd love it. That would be ace. But the main thing is that people like it, that it's out there in the world as of yesterday and we just want to see what people think, you know. We're hey, very curious. Yeah. Hey, before you yeah. go, um, you've worked with, uh, well, you work with Joe Camilleri who was on a guest on the show last week and has put out his 50th album and you've worked obviously with Paul Kelly uh, for the last uh, number of years. What, what have you learned from both of them about the mu- music being in the, in the business, but also about performing, what have you learnt from both of them? Can you both sort of share those thoughts? Because they're both completely different personalities. Yeah. You want to pick one, Vic? I'll go, Joe. You go, Paul. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'll talk about Joe, Joe Vicar. Yeah. 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 Joe Camilleri um, taught us a lot. He, he, I think he's an amazing front man, very ca- charismatic, you know, and, and he's a, Fantastic saxophone player too, yeah, one of the best. And he just taught us how to give our best every night, you know, always do your best, always put on a good show, Enter, be entertainers, that's what you're there for, to entertain. And uh, so we watched him do that every night for six years and that, you know, watching him do that was like, okay, this is what you got to do. You can't just stand there and, and you know, look, you know, try and, you know, worry about your clothes. It's all about singing a song, telling a story, doing all that, doing all that sort of stuff. And he taught a lot. He taught us a lot about business too. Mm. You know, he's a pretty shrewd businessman. He is indeed. And and uh, Linda, what about Paul? Well, for, 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 for the difference with Paul is that he's the first person that encouraged us to write songs. So he has pay, taught us to pay attention to the lyrics. What we're singing is vitally important and to make sure that you get that right and also to have that long view of a career, to not worry about being in a hurry to just do what you do of a very high standard and to communicate with your musicians that's he always does that with us and we're treated very fairly and we love him for that Mm. so high standard all the time well thanks for joining us and hope the album goes well i'm sure it will and i'm going to finish off with that glenn riches track which is one of the up-tempo numbers on the pig face and calendula is that how you pronounce it yeah 
Calendula. <laughs> Calendula. Okay. Th- thanks for joining us and all the best. Thank you, Brian. Thanks. Bye. Thanks a lot, Brian. Bye.
across some video shop Y'all get warmer with every step And you're starting to get hot Thomas and the Roving Commission from their latest album, Cities Calling Me, one of the standout tracks, their cover of the Legends of Motorsports song, Corner of Bent Street and High. And Mick is one of the writers, along with Gemma Rollins, for the Vicar and Linda album, The Wait. They teamed up together for the great song, Hand Grenade, which is one of the highlights of the album. And before Mick Thomas and the Roving Commission, we heard Vicar and Linda from The Wait and the Glenn Richards song, Pig Face and Calendula. And we were talking to Vicar and Linda in interview about the album and boy it'd be great to see them touring behind that album later in the year with their fantastic band we got a taste of that earlier this year at Womadelaide thanks for joining me on the Rhythms podcast if you want to know more about the magazine just go to the website rhythms.com.au and you'll see the cover of the latest issue featuring Vicar and Linda there's a feature in the magazine written by Jeff Jenkins and I'll be back next week with another Rhythms podcast 